Welcome to today's podcast. We're going to be reading the Word of God, Scriptures, to uplift our spirits. Let's go ahead and pray. We proclaim, Father God, that we left our homes and we became united with your home, the kingdom of God. Lord, do unto us, Lord. You have made us, instruct us in the way that we should live and move and have our being. We thank you for the reading of your word, Lord. We bless your holy scriptures. Hallelujah. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And you teach us how to function and win in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we go. First scripture is, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53. He is the one all the prophets testify about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name, Acts 10.43. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood, to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because uh, in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Romans 3, 24 and 26. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. 1 John 2.2 This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 1 John 4, 10. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our needs. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens, unlike the other high priests. He does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself for the law appoints as high priest men in all their weaknesses. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. Hebrews 7, 25 and 28. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sins, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Hebrews 9, 27 and 28. He is the faithful witness to these things, 
the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Revelation 1.5 Authority A delegation of power, the right to give commands, take action, or make decisions. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to man. Matthew 9, 8. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Matthew 10, 1. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28:18-20. One day, Jesus called together his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Luke 9, 1 and 2. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Luke 10, 19. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in position of authority have been placed there by God, so anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Romans 13, 1, 2. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down, so I will be not be ashamed to using my authority. Second Corinthians 10:2. But our authority builds you up; it doesn't tear you down. Let me read that again. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down, so I will not be ashamed of using my authority. Day 12, Blessings, Gift of Divine Favor. All these blessings shall come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land, and the young of your, of your livestock, the calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flock. Your basket and your kneading throw will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in, and blessed when you go out. Deuteronomy 28, 2-6. <clears throat> See, look, I set before you today life and prosperity death and destruction for i command you today to love the lord your god to walk in obedience to him and keep his commands decrees and laws 
Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Amen. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because you're great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5, 1 to 12. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Luke eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifted his hands to heaven and he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshiped him, and they returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy, and they spent all their time in the temple praising God. Luke 24, 50-53 All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Ephesians 1, 3 Amen and amen. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. Hebrews 8.12 Once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. Titus 3.3-5 And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them they obey him. Hebrews 5.9 Jesus said to the woman, Your fate has saved you. Go in peace. Luke 7.50 He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 
The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John 1, 29. Moses said this about the tribes of Joseph. May their lands be blessed by the Lord with the precious gift of dew from the heavens and water from beneath the earth, with the rich fruit that goes in the sun and the rich harvest produced each month, with the finest crops of the ancient mountains and the abundance from the everlasting hills, with the best gifts of the earth and its bounty and the favor of the one who appeared in the burning bush. May these blessings rest on Joseph's head, crowning the brawl of the prince among his brother. Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 16. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestowed in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. Psalms 31, 19. How abundant are the good things that the Lord has stored up for those who fear him, that the Lord bestows in the sight of all on those who take refuge in him. Psalms 31, 19. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus, taking the five loaves and two fishes, looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Matthew 14, 17 through 21. To those who are well, what they are given, even more will be given. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even the little they have will be taken away. Matthew 25, 29. Jesus replied, And I assure you that everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Mark 10, 29, 30. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. John 10, 10. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let her down the nest for a catch. 
Simon answered, Master, we work hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their parents and partners in their other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so they that began to sink also. Luke 5, 4 through 7. Now I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always, having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8 Acceptance For on my holy mountain, the great mountain of Israel, says the Sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me, and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. Ezekiel 20, verse 40 When he prays to God, he will be accepted, and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. Job 33, 26 Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Matthew 10, 32 then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Acts 10, 34, 35. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Romans 5, 5. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Romans 5.5 5. Therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Romans 15.7 even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. 
1 Peter 2 6. Who, who can discern his errors? Equip me of hidden faults. Also keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, and I will be acquitted of great transgression. Psalm 19, 12-13 Declare me not guilty, O Lord my God, for you give justice. Don't let your enemies laugh about me in my troubles. Psalms 35, 24 And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Matthew 12, 36, 37. This is how much God loves the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all that trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. John 3.16-18 Message Bible They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Acts God's word for the blessings of his day for the praises of God go up and his blessings come down let us read Psalms 51 7 says cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean wash me and I will be whiter than snow create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me Psalm 51.10 I will cleanse them from all their guilt of their sin against me, and I will forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. Jeremiah 33.8 I will cleanse them from all the guilt of their sin against me, and I will forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. Mm-hmm. 
Jeremiah 33.8 I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36.25-26 A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaches. Jesus reaches out his hand and touches the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Matthew 8, 2 and 3. For a husband, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean. Washed by the cleansing of God's word, he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Ephesians 5, 25-27 1 Peter 1, 2 God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. 1 Peter 1-2 New Living Testament Again, God the Father knew you. And chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. 1 Peter 1-2 Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Hebrews 9, 13 to 14. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 7 through 9. God's promises for your every need. Jesus is our example. 1 Peter 2.21 For even here unto where you call, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. 1 Peter 2.21 He that said, he abided in him also himself walk even as he walked first john 2 6. he does say it he abided in him ought himself also to walk even as the lord walk excuse me be you therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being founded in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians 2, 5 and 8. But... So shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chief, chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 45 But so shall it not be among you, but whoever shall be great among you shall be your minister. And whoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to minister unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom to many, for many. Mark 10, 43 and 45. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. John 13, 14. A new commandment I give unto you, that you you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. John 13, 34. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 1 John 3.16 Amen. Just a few more scriptures. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards one another into Christ Jesus, that you may be one mind and one mouth glorifying God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Romans 15, 5 and 7. And remember Colossians 3, 13, it says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also shall you be. So also shall you do. Colossians 3.13 In other words, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. So also do you. Do ye. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand for the throne. For the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be worried and faint in your minds. Hebrews 10, 2 and 3. 12, 2 and 3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be worried and faint in your mind. The word of the Lord. Here, animal, read this by Marilyn Carotters. What should we do with a man who is more animal than human? Such a man was placed in one of our state prisons. He hated everyone, especially the guards. When ordered to do anything, he reacted in rage. Several guards were injured during his violent outburst. Christian authorities really don't want inmates attacking their guards. Each time the prisoner attacks someone, they put him in the hole. This was a small underground cell, 8 feet by 8 feet. The solid concrete ceiling, walls, and floor were 3 feet thick. The 16-foot high ceiling was constructed of cement and steel. In the center of the ceiling, there was a small door made of steel bars. And this was heavily bolted. No man has ever escaped from the hole. The prisoner entry 
into the hole was without fanfare. Guards opened the ceiling door and lowered a ladder. The prison edged his way down into his hole and watched, no doubt, with trepidation as the ladder disappeared through the small square of light above him. State law has set the maximum stay in such an isolation as seven days per visit. Three times a day, guards lowered bread and water through the ceiling door and into the prisoner's hands. For most men, the seven-day treatment was sufficient. From then on, they usually follow the rules. But a guard told me that this prisoner seemed to have no control over his hatred for all men. When a guard told him to do anything, he would lash out at the guard with his fist, his feet, or any weapon he could find. Within 24 hours of his being removed from the hole, he was again forced through the steel barred door and down into the cement tomb. There he bothered no one for another seven days. After weeks and months of seven-day trips to this gruesome pit, the inmate became more like an animal than a man. He eventually was known as the animal. One day, the guard who was on duty had just finished reading my book, Prison to Praise. He thought, if any man ever need this book, it's the animal. But he despised the prisoner so much that he didn't want to pick up the book, bend over, and drop it, it through the steel bars. So he aimed his foot and kicked the book through the bars and hollered, Here, animal, read this. Alone with nothing to do, the prisoner read Prisoner Praise, using the faint light that came between the steel bars 16 feet above him. Later, the prisoner told me what had happened. As he read the book, he mocked everything I had written. He scoffed at the idea of thanking God for things that had happened to him. In derision and scorn, he said, Okay, God, I thank you for this three-foot-thick cement wall. See, it's still there. Thanking you didn't do anything. Item by item, the prisoner thanked God for each wall, the floor, the 16-foot-high ceiling, and the steel barred door. Laughing and mocking, he continued to challenge God. Why don't you do something, God? Then he thanked God for the damp coldness, the numerous cockroaches, his hunger pains, and his aching bones. The prisoner told me that after exhausting his thankfulness for everything he could see, he thanked God for the guards that he hated, the prisoners who despised him, the judge who sentenced him, his worthless attorney, the witness who lied about him, the policeman who arrested him, the people who had kicked and beaten him when he was a boy, and for his drunken, abusive parents. The list of people he hate to hate seemed endless. When the animal finished his list, he went back and started all over. Hour after hour, he laughed at God and dared him to, to do something, anything, as he gave mocking praise and thanksgiving. On the seventh day, the ladder was again lowered and the prisoner crawled up. The guard told me that he was totally flabbergasted. When the man came through the trap door, the animal was smiling. He had never seen him smile. Even his eyes looked happy. He was a different man. The prisoner told me what had happened. After days of thanking God, something had occurred that defies a natural explanation. A man had appeared in his cell and said just three words, I love you. 
He then said his eyes were full of love for me, and I knew it was true. The following hours were filled with genuine thanksgiving to God. The prisoner realized that he had waited his entire life to have that one moment with the man he knew to be Jesus. The guard told me that the prisoner was a living miracle to behold. Instead of lashing out at people, he wanted to hug everyone. Gradually, the entire prison populace believed the man must have met with Jesus. He had miraculously become so much like him. Eventually, the prisoner was released, pardoned by the governor, and became a prison chaplain. Why did Jesus appear to that man? He possibly knew Satan had such a hold on the animal that there was no other way the man could be set free. I know that praising God has power. We never know what may happen when we are obedient to God's command. He said, Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.20 He also said, All things work together for good to them that love God. Romans 8.28 Why doesn't Jesus appear in every person to everyone who has a severe problem? I can't answer that. I know that he said, it is best for you that I go away, for if I don't, the Comforter won't come. John sixteen seven. It seems that for a reason unknown to us, most of us must go through difficult experiences in order to find our way to God. Jesus told of the rich man who was in hell. On earth he had so much wealth that he didn't know what to do with it all. The poor man Lazarus was covered in sores as he laid on the steps of the rich man's palace. Now, Jesus said, the rich man is in torment with, while Lazarus' joy is eternal. In some way, Lazarus' suffering led him to God. Jesus said, it is difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. I believe that when he said a rich man, he meant everyone who has an abundance of many good things. If we don't have problems, we don't seem to turn to God. Therefore, we often need problems. In my first book, Prison to Praise, I told the story of how God clearly and dramatically convinced me that he wanted me to thank him for everything that had ever happened to me. At first, I couldn't understand how thanking God for everything could do anything worthwhile, but he persisted, and eventually I began to understand. As I continued to learn from him, I wrote a second book, Power and Praise, in which I explained what I have learned. As people read these two books, letters and phone calls came to me by the thousands. People told me of amazing experiences as they practiced what I had written. Many of their encounters were as dramatic as the animal who was visited by our Lord Jesus. God will meet every man and every woman's need in whatever way he knows to be right. For that person's Jesus' promise was, come to me and I will give you rest, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. You and I aren't in the hole, but we do have problems and needs. As we learn to believe that God is working for our good, we, in a new way, know and love His Son, Jesus. There is indeed power in praising God, and it's a power that is available to everyone. Would you like to see this power working in your life? I urge you to read the books God inspired me to write. And that's the article called 
Here, Animal, read this by Marilyn Carruthers. Love it. Thank you. Send that to me. Amen.